You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Dom Grimao of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! The Daily Music Business Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Dumb and Dumbest Podcast as hosted by Music Business Daily Podcast. I'm Matt Bacon here with my beautiful co-host, Keith of Ghost Cult Mag. What's up? And Keith, what are we talking about today? We are going to talk about the dirty little secret of the music business that nobody thinks you know, bands. Yeah. And so here's what it is laid out for you, plain and simple. This is really shitty, but here we go. The, anyone you hire doesn't have, on some level, isn't going to have your band's best interests at heart. Why? And it's not because they're bad people or because everyone in the music industry is a scumbag. The reason that it's this way is because, you know, quite quite simply, um, it, it, it's, it's because, look, the average lifespan of a band is what, 10 years maybe, you know? And, like, I feel like if people spend 10 years and they still haven't managed to, like, kind of crack that next level, that's usually about when they quit, right? Cool. Okay. Well, here's the issue. That's all well and good, but so often a lawyer who you hire or a manager or whoever, they're going to have a 20, 30, 40 year career in the music industry. And they know, you know, they might be negotiating your deal with a label, but they know that your band might be broken up in five years. Whereas this guy they're negotiating with, he's probably going to be there in five years or he's going to be somewhere in the music industry. People stay in the music industry, you know, cause people get into it because of the passion and they stay because of the passion. People very, you know, people don't really leave it the way they might in other, um, you know, sectors of the economy. So like what this means, this is, you know, this is, and this is really scary to think about, but it's true, you know, and nobody wants to say anything about it because it's kind of shitty to say anything about, but when it comes down to it, People don't have your best interests at heart. They want to be able to grow their own thing. And on some level, you can't completely blame them. I think it makes sense that people would want to grow their own platform, you know. But, it, but this sours every negotiation on some level, you know. And not only that, but it also works going in reverse, right, in as much as, you know, oh, you're a new band on the block doing some stuff and you hire a lawyer. Well, that lawyer, you know, might have 15 years of history with one of the labels. And on the one hand, that can probably be good for you. But on the other hand, you know, that's not really always necessarily the best total thing. And I don't think people really think about this enough. 
Does that make sense as kind of an opening salvo, Keith? <laughs> it does. And, you know, I, I like know, that, I know it's kind of grim and bleak. You know, obviously, it's not personal. This is the way of the world. This also has to do with every job you've ever had in a corporate world. This has to do with every job you've ever had in a non-corporate world. This has to do with some of your personal relationships. There's always a leader and a follower. There's always a give and take in a relationship and a push and pull. And, and part of adult, who, you know, people ultimately care about themselves, not you, and that sucks. It's true, and I've I've personally seen firsthand in the music business where, you know, somebody, you know, everything is relationship management in life, right? And so I have seen people who are more concerned about managing their relationships and keeping them intact because that keeps their standing good than doing something, let's say, that's just inherently good for the scene or good for that band or in the best interest of a label per se, I've seen it happen in person. So I know what I speak from and you know, it's a tough pill to swallow that, you know, you're vulnerable. Artists already feel very vulnerable. We'll just talk about it in an artist sense for a second. And um, you know, you already feel vulnerable because you make art and it's devalued grossly all over the world. And so the one place, you know, you would like to believe you're gonna have a team behind you. And it's not always the case. Um, just for an example that I can pull out of my journalistic career, I did an interview last year with an up and coming artist. This person has worked with Academy Award-winning songwriters, just to give you a, a basis, uh, a fantastic young talent. And I was under the impression that their current label at that time was grooming them for a humongous success because I saw the pieces in place that they had put together for other acts. And it privately, even though our interview was glowing and, and you know we shined a good, I like that label, so we shined a good light on them. It turned out, the opposite was true. Uh, privately, that artist reached out to me, didn't ask me to change the piece at all, but was like, hey, just to let you know personally, I'm on my way out at the label. This is my last release with them. And then I'm getting, I'm, you know, we're severing our relationship and I'm already setting up the wheels for the next thing. So this person, even at a young age with a very good team around them, is figuring out like the, the next chess move. And it's not personal. Hey, this was a great run for a few years. We took this thing as far as it could go. And I'm, already, you know, self-preservation. I'm thinking about the next thing I have to do. And it wasn't malicious at all. It was very, you know, terse, let's say not, you know, not loveless, but, you know, a very terse exchange when, uh, you know, the truth was told to me. And then about four months after my interview ran on YouTube, so-and-so has now uh, got a new single coming out with their brand new deal on their new label with their new management. So, you know, this is the business and it's not personal. And obviously not everybody operates at that level that I just described, but you know, again, the key is not to take it personally and to, you know, just you know, not be selfish or, or operate from a place where you're scared and distrustful because that also hurts relationships. Right. Um, this is yeah, something I'm and sure that's you've also seen, a right? big thing ultimately is, you know, cause it's a trade-off, right? Because on the one hand, like ultimately everyone has their best interests in mind, you know, and you have to ultimately show people why, you know, um, your best interests are their best interests. That's how things work. Right. You know, and, and ultimately like what I'm saying does suck, but on some level you can't be distrustful because, you know, when you are that paranoid guy, people just don't want to work with you anymore. Cause people who are, 
paranoid make other people around them paranoid and make them afraid that they're going to get screwed over. Right. So I think it's more a question of just understanding the network of relationships. You know, this is part of why engaging with your community at scale is really valuable because then it lets you understand like, okay, this guy is connected to so-and-so because of this, you know, and maybe no one will actually tell you that face to face because of a million layers of relationships. And that's fine. You know, but you just have to kind of spend the time to understand what's going on around you. And this is something that took me a long time to learn, right? Is that people are not, people are not always, you know, here, here's part of the issue with this, right? Part of what makes this such a big problem, you know, is I think that within the music industry, there's this idea that everyone is friends <laughs> and it's really easy to get, to get pulled into that. Right. Because like, it's fun it's glamorous and like, Oh, we're all at a festival together telling stories and yada, yada, yada. You know what I mean? And, you know, and on some extent, I do have friendly relationships with people. But on the other hand, I think it's like any other business where people are still going to look out for their companies. And, and, and you know, and, and it's a tricky thing. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to come off as saying like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't trust anyone. I trust a lot of people. I trust a lot of people a whole lot, probably more than I should. <laughs> um, you know, but you kind of have to be aware that not everyone is trying to play nice all the time even if it sometimes can feel even if you you might want it to be that way and it can feel that way um does that make me does that not make me do i sound okay or do i sound insane when i say that keith no you you know you sound sane and very practical and listen this is not your first rodeo or dance and um you know you win some you lose some in this game in the again i i relate everything to it's very similar to the corporate world. It, 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 it'd be better if it wasn't. Obviously, we want things to be, you know, artists. We want to know that we, you know, we, we want to know that we, we can trust the people we work with. We're not saying to distrust whomever you work with. We're not saying to keep one eye, you know, on the door or out the window or whatever. But, you know, these are the realities of the business world. And ultimately, like you said at the top, I think, you know, people operate from a place of power. And if you have the high ground, you're going to keep that high ground. And as much as you may believe in a band, you know, this is not the 70s and 80s where there's a tremendous amount of A&R and research and patience put into bands. Uh, your and my, one of our favorite bands is Kiss. Today, Kiss would have never made it to, to album three. They would have never made it to album three without a hit. There's just no way they'd be dropped. And, uh, you know, and honestly, if they had innovated and practically had a miraculous thing happen with a live one or a live, if you will. Uh, they might never, they'd be a footnote in history instead of one of the biggest bands ever. Yeah. And I think that's a really important point to raise, right? Is that like, there's so many layers. And, and again, this is part of why doing stuff like listening to this podcast is important because it's important to think about this stuff. It's important to remember that, Oh, my lawyer has, you know, my lawyer is trying to get me a good deal, but he has his own, agenda in play and you know and there's sort of a trade-off you know because on the one hand it's probably better to have a lawyer who like knows the label you're dealing with you know but on the other hand like ultimately that lawyer or that manager or whoever does want to like keep having a good relationship with a, with a label or something when your band breaks up <laughs> um yeah you know what i said ouch 
<laughs> yeah, but but like, what do you want me to say? Um, there's nothing you can say. But let's let's turn. As I said, let's turn this frown upside down on our way out the door. Yeah. As we as we wind this down, probably let's talk about your mindset as an artist. How knowing this, what we just dropped this bacon keefy wisdom nugget on you. What do you do with that information? How do you operate? So you don't suffer. You can't be completely cynical and jaded and standoffish. Yeah, because again, paranoia turns people off. People are going to pick up on it. Ultimately, it's human interaction, right? Like people want to feel trusted. They want to feel loved. They want to feel like uh, they're valued and part of a team. You know, there's a lot of people who don't make, a lot of artists who don't make their team feel valued and then wonder why their team doesn't want to like hook them up with fun bonus stuff, you know? Um, you and I have both seen that. <clears throat> um, you know, ultimately, I think I think it's important to do research, ask questions, you know, and find someone who, you know, you gotta spend a lot of time judging someone's ethics, and you gotta spend a lot of time, you know, again, if you engage with your community, you're going to maybe. Um, have a better understanding going in of like, oh, okay, this is what I'm up for. This is what could happen. This is, you know, this is what I need to know about. Because I think sometimes, you know, sometimes people don't do that research. They don't understand like, oh, this is a thing I need to do. You know, this is a way I need to be interacting with my, my scene as it were. Does that make sense? Right? Like if you, you know, people will tell you if someone's a scumbag, you know, so you need to, but they'll only tell you if they trust you. And how do you get people's trust by engaging with them, by being a part of the community? You know, nobody wants to be the one who blabs to someone who's just an idiot who's going to go away soon. Right. And so by engaging with your community, you are much more capable of finding some significant growth over the long term. Uh, so yeah, this got, uh, this got pretty real, but I think, I think most of what we're saying makes sense. Um, or am I completely remiss? Nope. You're good, man. We, you know, these are the cold hard facts. And I think the main thing, if I have one last takeaway here, I was, uh, rereading, digging through some emails for something. And I came across a couple of old Bob Lefsetz emails is an email newsletter, right? Left Set's mm-hmm. letter, uh, and he has a Sirius XM show, the music industry veteran. And there was a conversation going on about either you're naive or you're in charge of your career. Like, obviously, you want to have your trust in whoever your partners are. But at the same time, if you just completely laissez-faire hands off and you're not really steering the ship, you kind of, you know, if, if, if things befall you that you don't see coming, it's kind of your fault. You need to steer your own ship. And I thought this was putting yourself up for risk. You mitigate your risk is what you want to do. Right. Uh, The old uh, mad men line from the first season. So uh, yeah, man, just a good wisdom from, you know, look, look to the elders, look to the more, the people wiser than you and I who've been doing this a very long time. And sometimes some, some wisdom falls out of the sky. We're just conduits. We share. That's what we do here. Yes. We're, we, we are big advocates of sharing is caring. This has been <laughs> this has been Dumb and Dumbest as brought to you by Daily Music Business Podcast. You have been listening. Are we done yet? 
Subscribe today to the Daily Music Business Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. One Hit Thunder is a podcast where we both celebrate and have a good laugh about bands and artists that had just one hit that we all know. Each week, we're joined by a guest from the world of music or comedy to learn more than you ever thought you would about some songs that you can't forget. And we decide if they brought the One Hit Thunder or were nothing more than a One Hit Blunder. Look, if you listen to the show, you're probably going to laugh, and I guarantee you're going to crush next time the bar has music trivia. Tag Team, Jane Child, Meredith Brooks, Looking Glass, Sean Mullins, Eiffel 65, EMF, Crash Test Dummies, Crazy Town, Chumbawamba. We have hundreds of episodes in our back catalog and a new episode each week. So pass the duchy, make sure you're connected, and subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your pods.